Comis. There's a team that is really talented, got the best recruit in the country, and everyone's going to be talking about them this spring, and I didn't mention them the entire podcast. And it's really a bit of a New Year's resolution, to be honest with you. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Texas. And I'm trying to make a New Year's resolution because if you've followed me for any amount of time, you know that I have been one of those guys that's like, yeah, Texas should be a lot better. Texas should be a lot better. Texas should be a lot better. Texas should compete for the Big 12 championship game. Texas should go to, you know, win 10 games and do all this stuff. And they just don't. They don't. They don't. And you know what? It's so frustrating. And it's like uh, the last five pounds that you try to lose and you never lose. And guess what? At some point, you just got to be like, okay, I weigh 190 and not 185. Like it is what it is because Texas constantly lets me down. And so my New Year's resolution is going to be Texas doesn't get my attention until they've earned it. Now, having said that, I reserve the right to throw away my New Year's resolution possibly January 15th if I want to. How about that? That's a good like that's a good rule. Everybody should be able to throw away their new year's resolution, but for now and for this podcast, I'm just not going to go into it. Joel Klatz had enough of Texas hype. Yeah, well, like like you said though, every new year's resolution sounds great January 1. Then January 8, it's like, eh, I mean, you know, it's not that. I mean, come on. I, I'll just limit myself to Texas hype this year. I'll just limit yeah. myself. I won't drink as heavy this year. Yeah, he's going to fall back into the same trap. I already know it. Right. Yeah. Um, I. Interesting. I, um, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's, we've, we've talked that way about texas for a long time you know i they've got talent i believe that this coaching staff is um it's the best they've had since mac had it going i mean yeah i I think that's pretty easy and everything had gone really good until uh sarkeesian had that like weird dude like bipolar <laughs> moment at the bowl game. Got crushed for that. He looks like a psychopath for no reason. Uh, everything had gone well, and like that's not that big of a deal. And if they would have won the game, no one probably would have even talked about it, or they would have said, "Look how intense he is." It was so bad. I'm shocked that he didn't like issue a tweet apology or say anything about it. I mean, maybe that's the best right. way to handle it, just oh, to yeah. not address it at all. But it, it got bad, man. Everyone was hammering him for that. This day and age, yeah, you just you don't even say anything about it. You let the the twenty four hour news cycle just continue on and let everyone aim their hatred and attention at the next small issue that has uh, shown up the next day. So that's kind of what he did. But you know, the point is that you know i i I like their talent. I like the staff. I like their schemes, offensively and defensively. But you know, here we are where they should be making up ground, and perhaps they are. But the circus just showed up and enrolled in classes this January, and every television station, everyone is going to be watching every move. 
every single question after every practice is not going to be, well, how'd the offense look and, you know, is, is Quinn Ewers looking good? It's what about Manning? What about Manning? Did you start Manning? Are you going to start Manning? What are your expectations of Manning? Will Manning be the guy this year? Is there a quarterback competition going on? It's just What was it like be, to go up yeah. against Arch Manning at practice the first day? I like it. I like it. I mean, I think it's I think it's what we'd like to see down at Texas. Like the the more attention the more off the rails it tends to get, When's right? the last time, and I'm not even going to ask an incoming freshman, I'm just going to ask, like, the attention that you're saying that he's going to get, I 100% agree with it. When's the last time a college football player has gotten this most attention, what he's going to go through this year? It's not Tim Tebow, is it? Jameis got you, a ton his second year. You're, you're, not, you're not talking about just a true freshman, you're saying Like any college anyone? football player, yeah. When's the last time someone like this is going to get – you know, or has gotten the the amount of attention he's going to get. Manziel, probably, yeah. Johnny Football, I, yeah, probably. Now, for different reasons, clearly. Well, and he had to win know? a Heisman Trophy first for that to be the case. He had to win a Heisman Trophy, and most of the questions after that were about the partying and the you know the the online school not going into a class at all on campus. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been a while to the point though. Where someone's so, gotten this, most, this much attention. I, uh, I, I think Klatt is – I think he's kind of right. Now, you, you, there's things to talk about with Texas, but at the same time, it's like you can't pick him. You can't pick him to be number one because essentially they've had the exact same roster since – when's the last time they won the conference? Texas won the conference in 2009. The last year, they essentially have the exact same roster that they had over a decade ago, working on 14 years ago when they won the conference. I, it's the, like there's been some small dips in 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 recruiting, but for the most part, they've been about right exactly where they've been the entire time. Yep, and it's been the exact same result pretty much. Year after year, a handful of nice seasons in there, but for the most part, they've been a seven and five, eight and four type of football team. And until there, there's some real change. Like I understand the hesitancy to to even pick it or even talk about picking. Well, it. I I hope that Joel Klatt does not break his uh, New Year's resolution um, because I I want Texas to be bad. And I think that a contributing there's a lot of contributing factors as to why Texas has been so bad over ten years and really for the past fifty not lived up to expectations. I think the constant media hype is it's not a huge factor, but it's it's a contributing factor. So I, yeah. I, I hope that the uh, I hope that the hype is uh, alive and well this off season, which I have no doubt it will be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. I agree. It's. I mean, it's it's hard not to pick them high, just because whenever you you look at the you look at the talent that they've got, and you kind of compare it to the rest of the league, and you say, well, you know, and you you plug it into the equation, and it usually spits out that Texas is going to be your 
you know, number one, number two. Oh, team everyone's in the model or, be. or FPI or whatever they have, you know, uh, analytics wise to come up with what's going to happen. It always spits out that Texas is going to be a top ten team. Yeah, hundred percent. No, it does. Um, let's see. Text line says massive attention for a true freshman. How about Marcus Dupree? Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I don't know if anyone's had as much as attention as Marcus Dupree since Marcus Dupree, but that's that's a pretty good one for a lot of. uh, Adrian Peterson had a ton of hype around here. Well, well. here's the thing: you got to remember. Well, I guess I'm about to say this as if as if I'm some type of authority on the matter, but and people may correct me on the text line, but you know that era. The running back was the quarterback, right? Yeah. yeah. Like that that's that was like the big player on the team is who's the guy you're handing the ball to thirty five times a game. So yeah, I, I imagine Marcus Dupree as the you know, the six foot three, two hundred and forty pound or whatever he was, tailback, that's I'm guessing the number one recruit in the country. I don't I don't know how all that worked then, but I'm guessing there was a lot of attention around it. Like what attention you could find. I imagine if you know the, that was the social media era, then that would have been wow. Assistant coach are moving to the state of Mississippi so they can be closer to Marcus Dupree for the recruitment. Yeah, that would have been uh, maybe the most insane recruiting story ever if social media was around during that one. Got assistant coaches yeah. moving out there. Um, we we read some ESPN bowl takes for next year that included OU. I'm going to read some 24-7 college football bowl predictions uh, on and off the field in 2023 and beyond. You tell me on the 10 scale, 10 being the most likely, the chances that some of these happen. And we'll start in the Pac-12. Washington wins the Pac-12. How likely of a scenario is that to you? Um, hmm. I'm going to say six. I was going to say six, but I'm like my mind is equating to that to a sixty percent chance that Washington wins the Pac-12, and I can't go that high. Yeah, um, a lot of returning quarterbacks in the uh, Pac-12 next year. It's going to be a crazy conference. Put me at a put me at a four. Florida State wins the ACC, crashes the playoff. Uh, put me at a six. Clemson's fall begins. Not the fall season, but the fall of their program. Uh, put me at a. Put me at a, a three. Oklahoma, Texas jump early to the SEC. I think they're saying that this is going to be the last year in the Big Twelve, and then they'll be in the SEC the, the year after next. Ten. Congress begins actual serious work on NIL legislation. The United States Congress yes. begins actual serious work I, on NIL? Let me read NIL? it. It could be the Canadian Congress begins actual serious work on NIL legislation. But let, let's say it's the U.S. Congress. Uh, zero. <laughs> I, I was hovering around the zero number as well. Um, here's coaches try to blow up the recruiting calendar. Eh, okay. You have a strong thought on that or no? E, well... Uh yeah, I think that there's I think there's a a really good chance of that. Um I saw I'm trying to remember exactly 
you know, the NCAA just – they're either in meetings right now or just concluded meetings. I think they're meeting this week. And one of the – one of the items on the docket that they were meeting about was kind of the calendar. Um, you know, there, there's a bunch of stuff. There's a ton of line items about what they're meeting about. But one of them was the the calendar. And I want to say that they were wanting to move the early signing period until after the national championship game. Yeah, that would make sense because it is an all-out sprint from, what, December 1st to, you know, the middle of December. I mean, you're just trying to prep for a bowl game, get players in the portal, and trying to close up your recruiting class. That That's a lot to try and jam into a two-week, you know, two-week period for most teams. I don't know why. I don't know why it matters. I think as soon as a kid – starts his senior year I and he's reported or you know whatever he's, he's started class for his senior year in hike school he should be able to sign or what's why why is there this need to wait I don't understand that just because that's the way that it's always been and there's a lot of things in college football Teddy that that's the way that it's always been and there's reluctant to, to change, I guess. Well, I don't, I don't I'm know. sure some. I'm sure there's a really solid reason in there as to why uh, they they aren't able to sign at that point. But like, if you're a senior and a team offers you a scholarship, you should be able to sign right then and right there. Yeah. All right, send me the paperwork. Let's do it. Let's get it over with. Uh, we're doing our under the radar player coming up uh, next segment. We're gonna do the under the radar portal edition that OU's had this off season. So. Uh, Text line, get ready for that one. Let me read a few texts, though, before we hit a break. Teddy, do you have any lawn care tips for the offseason? This is good. Uh, lawn care tips for the offseason? Yeah, make sure to get your pre-emergent down. I think that's usually towards the end of February. Um, and you're gonna, you need to wait until what, whenever the soil temperature starts to rise, I think a lot of people scalp their yards a little bit too early. I'd wait for that uh, the soil temperature to rise before that Bermuda really starts to hit. Those are my two tips. And t- hey, right now, when the weather's cool, this is the best time of the year to trim the trees up. That is cool ah, weather work. Okay. You don't want to be doing that in the summer. Thanks for giving me a chore this weekend. I know my wife's listening yeah. right now. Appreciate that. Since it's a private school, anyone know what TBOE was making at TCU? Is this a thing? Is Lincoln TBOW and Garrett's TBOE? <laughs> like he's the East version of it? Please tell me that's uh, a thing. That's that's actually pretty funny. I don't know. My guess is probably not anywhere near what he's making now. You know, he I don't even know. Was he the play caller when he he wasn't the play caller at Kansas when he was there? Was he? I can't. I I don't know. If, I I don't think so. I I don't know. I'll I'll double check that though. I think that's his big his first you know real big offensive. I'd be surprised job. if he was making a million dollars there. He may have been making no, close would, to it, but you know. Yeah, I'd be shocked. Probably pretty big payday, but but I honestly don't know why. That's a a wild you know what guess. Camo Sooner says, my under-the-radar player is Tyler in the bowling competition tonight. I've actually been uh, – I fared pretty well the past two uh, bowling Christmas parties. I was top bowler on the winning team last time we did this. 
So I don't I don't think I count as under the radar. I was the well, star last it, time. Here's here's the problem with the texter in that prediction. You've been thrust into uh, an awkward position for you, a leadership role. You're a captain of a team. You drafted a team, and now you're responsible for how that team performs tonight. So uh, this is a little bit different level oh, for you. It is a different level. If things go wrong, I will probably recreate the Steve Sarkeesian moment right before the Alamo Bowl. So I'd get your camera phones ready. <laughs> Don't let one of yeah. those employees there try and touch me right before I'm uh, I'm I set know. to set to bowl. Might look like Sark. Uh, yeah, they're just trying to like set the pizza down on the table, and <laughs> yeah, you know they just kind of put their hand on you to to let you know they're there, so you don't turn and and knock the pizza over and you like rip their face off. Yeah. It does get intense tonight, so that could that is a possibility. Yeah. Something like that could happen. Some people like to flip off the pins after they throw it in the. Uh, in the uh, gutter, so hopefully Dude, that happens tonight. Listen, it's not my fault whenever the the back pin just hangs up and I throw a perfect ball and I just leave the tin pin. That's the that though. Don't you agree that that's the pin's fault? Uh, I, I I don't know. Probably. I just I, I want to pick tonight to post on our ref Twitter page of just you and you're just flipping off the pins. I, God, that would just be amazing if I can get that. That's who cares who wins? The there's got to be some. There's got to be some security cameras on the inside of that place that uh, may catch me doing some unsavory things tonight if I don't bowl well. <laughs> Will Ted be able to get his fingers in a bowling go- in a bowling ball with that huge green thumb? That's good. <laughs> That's good. Uh, I have an idea for the refs bowling tournament. Have a select number of listeners come watch to cheer and jeer y'all while you're playing. Hmm. Yeah, you can come. Come on up. Why not? That's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, no one's going to stop you at the door. I thrive in pressure situations. Yeah. In my opinion, the more people that are up there watching, the better chance I have. Landmine Layman could get in a fight with the spectator there. Yeah. I might go Steve Sarkeesian, but if that were to happen, you would probably go Ron Artest. Uh, yeah. I'm the... Um, you know, whenever in Happy Gilmore, when they look to the, uh, uh, what's his name? Kevin Nealon says, psycho. That's what happens whenever I do anything uh, competitive, right? It's accurate. Everyone's like, oh, what a weirdo. This is, listen, it's a company bowling event. You don't have to fly off the handle. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out Norris Marine today. Tracker bass boats starting at 188 a month. Sun Tracker pontoons starting at 259 a month. Ranger pontoons at 339 a month. Purchase any new boat this weekend. You choose between a Cabela's pellet smoker or a Cabela's long gain uh long gun uh safe. These are really really cool. You got to come up here. And check them out. Norris Marine, 2680 North Interstate Drive. Stay tuned. The word is spreading, and the Ref Army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans, and that's the Ref Radio Sports Network. And worldwide on the... It's time for our Under the Radar Player, brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Under the radar player today, 
Who's the under-the-radar uh, portal addition that OU football has made this cycle? Text line, you know what to do. Send in your uh, submissions, 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. You said earlier today you were going to come strong with an opinion on this one, so I'm actually excited to hear it. Well, my first opinion is, haven't we already done this? Uh, probably. We've probably done it twice by now. <laughs> no, um, maybe, but there's been some new portal additions here recently. So Fair enough. Um, Getting back going again. I think the, um, uh, the under-the-radar for me is – Probably going to be a well. Everyone knows the the McCullough kid is going to have the the chance to be a breakout star, right? Um, but I think the one that's kind of flying under the radar is the the Pearson kid from uh, from Tech. I I feel like he's going to be a, a plug and play starter, and I, that's. To me, that's big time. I know everyone's going to be looking at you know wide receiver. What do we got at wide out? What do we got at D line? And those things are obviously uh, really important. I think those are two big time uh, position needs. But I think locking in a plug and play safety on the back end with some experience, some big time experience, physical, smart player that you're, you're going to be able to trust to go out there right out of the gate be able to play some good solid football for you and and you know at a at a minimum offer you some real depth on the back end while you bridge the gap with some of these younger athletes that are coming in at safety but you know the ceiling I think for him has potential to be incredibly high well we're both going under the radar here because you pick the uh, seventh ranked player in the portal like 24 seven has you know numbers as they always do next to each name. Reggie Pearson's at an 88, which that means he's the seventh highest rated player in the portal. You're going with seven. I'm going with eights. I'm going with uh, Rondell Bothroyd out of Wake Forest. Team captain out at Wake. uh, What, 136 tackles, 16 and a half sacks, four forced fumbles in his career at Wake. I would probably feel a little bit better that Reggie Pearson is more of a plug and play starter than Bothroyd is, but I think he has a chance to be a starter. He'll certainly be one of those guys that are in the mix to be a starter. At, at worst, I think that he is a contributor up front on the defensive line, but for the life of me, I don't know how this guy has a rating of an 84 by 24-7 sports seeing his production at Wake. I don't get that one at all. He's easily my under-the-radar portal addition. Yep. He looks like he's a um... – it looks like he's a like a strong, you know, experienced player. That I, I don't think he's going to have. You know, he's got some nice size to him and measurables. I'm not saying that he doesn't, but he's he doesn't have like some freakish, um, you know, traits that you look at and say, "Now this guy's an NFL pass rusher." I think he's just got a ton of experience. He's going to be technically sound, and he's got a knack for getting to the quarterback. I mean. When it comes to defensive line, there ain't no one on our team that's anywhere close to the production that he's got right now. Yeah. Yeah, so, so all the way down into 84 was surprising to me. And he may be a plug-and-play starter. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I feel a little bit more confident right now that Reggie Pearson would be over him, but um, he's absolutely going to. I think all these guys um, are going to compete for a starting job next year. Austin Stogner is a plug-and-play guy. I feel pretty decent right now that Reggie Pearson is. I don't look at any of the ten that they have committed and say that they have no chance to start, mainly because I don't think that they're in that position. I don't, I don't think OU was going to bring in anyone that didn't have a chance to start. Everyone that they brought in is either a penciled-in starter maybe right now or going to seriously, seriously compete for a job. It feels that way. It feels that way. Um, I think maybe the the biggest wild card of the group has to be the, the wide receiver from Michigan. Andrew Anthony? Yeah. It, it looks like he's got some, you know, just elite – breakaway speed he's got good size at 6-2 um you know we'll just we got to see what the what the reason why he didn't pop at Michigan was and they've Michigan is not known for a great explosive passing offense so he'll have more opportunity I think here but you know we we've kind of seen wide receiver for whatever reason you know there's been some guys that that have come in that just haven't been able to to find that 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 spot, the chemistry, or whatever it is, and you know that is a position of need, buddy. Like we've got to have something go down. We need a star to emerge at wide receiver, and a six-two burner that looks like he can run away from pretty much everyone. I think that's a pretty good place to start for a, for an opportunity. Uh, most under the radar is the punter kid, says the 404. Luke El, uh, Elzinga, I think he's uh, a walk-on, actually. So, yeah, he could be yeah. under the radar. Well, he'll definitely be under my radar. Uh, wow. Jeez. Well, Welcome to Norman, just, Luke. Welcome I'm, to Norman. I'm just saying, I, if, if the punter's name comes up in postgame, that usually means something bad has well, happened. Well, Michael Turk got more attention than an OU punter's had in a while, and it was a six and seven season. So I guess there's it's actually legitimate. Yeah, I'll actually give you that point. Yeah, that's that's not always something that you uh, you necessarily want. Like you want a good punter. Uh, don't get me wrong, but. The punter should always, always be under the radar. Trace Ford considered under the radar? Ask the 580. You know, that's an interesting one. Tied is Trace the fourth, Ford. fourth highest on this. I, I don't take these ratings super serious, but he was an 89 on here, tied for fourth. I think he's. He is. Yeah, I think he's somewhat under the radar. Now. It's not going to appear to be under the radar because he was at Oklahoma State, <laughs> right? And that's kind of a, a unique thing that we've got an uh, Oklahoma State player on the roster right now. Um, but uh, I think he's got tremendous upside as long as he can stay healthy. He's had the injury bug, but the guy is, you know, measurables. He's got, you know, great height, great length, incredibly strong, incredibly athletic. Like he checks all the boxes. He's just got to be able to stay healthy. Uh, this text says, Jacob Lacey is under the radar, in my opinion. Interior guy with a decent amount of experience at a position of need. I think he gets a lot of run in 2023, and he was also the first portal guy to commit. Yeah. Jacob Lacey yeah. with a 90 rating on here, tied for second. We will see. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know what went wrong at Notre Dame. I don't know if maybe he wasn't seeing eye to eye with someone. You know, I don't know what was going on there, but he highly recruited kid. He's got some good size to him. Uh, looks like a strong dude. So the more defensive linemen we have in the mix, the better. I, hopefully, he's the name that we're talking about. You can't fly under the radar with a name like Bothroyd, says the text line. True dats, but Fair he point. is under the radar. Those silver unis that Andrew Anthony is rocking on his commitment Twitter announcement are sick. Sick in all caps. I have not seen that. Are those not the uniforms that they wore last year, the Unity uniforms? I, I think they probably are. They are. Which is that, is that the new – we did. We, we didn't wear the Rough Rider, did we? Yeah, they did. They wore it. They uh, did. Yeah, they wore it West home Virginia. and away this year. I think they wore it. Um, yeah, at West Virginia and what was the home game? Maybe okay. Yeah, I think they wore the road alternate and maybe the home alternate was the Unity. Yeah, I think that's what happened this year. So yeah. Uh, so I wonder if that's going to be the new. Is that going to be the home alternate next year too? I'm maybe. guessing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. What rankings are you looking at? 24-7 has each portal player ranked, essentially. So that's the ratings yeah. that I'm looking at. Deshaun McCullough is the highest at a 93. Uh, Devon Sears and Jacob Lacey are both at a 90. Trace Ford, Andrew Anthony, and Austin Stogner are all at an 89. Reggie Pearson's at an 88. Rondell Bothroyd's at an 84. Caleb Schaefer's at an 82. The puncher kid is at a 75. Who's Schaefer? Uh, Caleb Schaefer, I believe he is a – he's an offensive lineman, right? Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. the Was it Miami of Ohio? Uh, yes, yes, correct. Yeah. 6'5", 315. He's yeah, a guard. that's right. That's right. All right, well. Um, so, basically, we picked everyone on the board except for uh, Deshaun McCullough, which is exactly how I thought it was going to go. I don't walk away from this disappointed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it. All right, we got to hit a, hit a uh, quick break. Quick break. More from the rush coming up. Norris Marine, NorrisMarine.com. They've got their uh, annual New Year's sales event going on. Extended hours throughout the weekend. Open until 8 p.m. tonight and Saturday night. And then it's going to be open on Sunday, 11 to 5 p.m. Tracker bass boat starting at 188. Uh, Sun Tracker pontoon starting at 259. Ranger pontoon starting at 339. And the Tahoe 21-foot deck boat uh, starting at 475 And uh, you got a new Nitro Bass Boat. You get a $1,000 Bass Pro Shops gift card. New Sun Tracker Pontoon. Get a $500 Bass Pro uh, gift card. Some really cool promotions going on here at Norris Marine, 2680 North Interstate Drive. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, we call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Store number one is. Uh, first of all, let's start with some uh, men's hoops. Yes. Bracketology. Yeah. Uh, Kansas is your number one overall seed at this moment, which is no surprise. The next one kind of is a surprise, which maybe tells a story, Tyler. You cannot be a football program and a basketball program at the same time. Alabama, number two overall seed. How about that? Yeah, and remember that Arkansas team that we were raving about about a month yeah. ago? They went to Fayetteville earlier this week and laid it on the Hogs in, uh, in Fayetteville. So they are they beat Houston at Houston. 
Yeah. Um, Bama. Well, they might beat have. like the number one team like three times this year. Haven't yeah, they? Bama. I think has the best like wins in all of college hoops this year. Man, it's crazy as Rich, that is to say. Nate Oates, good uh, coach. It's good for the basketball team, bad for the football team. That's just how it works. Yep, yep. You can't have two uh, big men on campus, just one. A uh, little bit of NFL stuff going on here. Sean McVay staying with the L.A. Rams. Any surprise there? Did you think he was serious about no, leaving? No, I, I didn't think he was serious the last time around. I didn't think he – well, I don't know. It maybe felt a little bit more serious this time, but maybe it was more about the um, – I guess you call it a rebuild, but, man, they, they, they throw out so many assets at times that I, I think that they can get it back quickly. I, I still think that McVay is going to be coaching in three years. I, I think all these rumors are pretty exaggerated of him wanting to walk away. Right, yeah. I don't, he's the one that sounds like has been throwing it out there nonstop. I don't, it seems strange. I don't know. The guy's been coaching or involved with football his entire life. Maybe he's... Ready to Unless do something he's one different. of those that's like, I can go make more money in the broadcast booth, I'll go do that. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I still think he has a lot to offer and a lot to give. Probably. Uh, or he just wants to hang out with the Instagram model wife a little bit more, you know? Who knows? Um, how about, it's crazy. Jacksonville, Tyler, in the playoffs, hosting a playoff game. I believe that one is tomorrow. Against the Chargers, I think they win. I think they win, too. Um, I, I don't think that they're like Cincinnati last year, that dangerous. But, right. you know, I, the, I I think that they can get hot and they can do some interesting things, maybe even push Kansas City in the second round. You know, and that just goes to show you how quickly things can change in the NFL, especially when you have a young quarterback. Urban Meyer yeah. was probably the worst NFL head coach of all time. And then a year later, and granted, you know, they, they played in one of the worst, if not the worst, division in football this year. But it can change rather quickly in that league. Yeah. Now, it's – man, if – you know, when, when Jacksonville made it in, there was all those – I'm sure you saw those graphics making their way around with all the success Doug Peterson has had in the NFL as, as a head coach in his, in his very – what you, you would consider pretty limited time as head coach. He's done some pretty incredible things. Uh, and here he is, got Jacksonville in. Um, now, the last thing I've got is we got a Monday night playoff football game, Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Your Cowboys are a two and a half point favorite going on the road, um, taking on what a losing record. Bucks aren't they eight and nine this yeah, year? Yeah, they lost to Atlanta uh, last week, so they're a losing record. Hey, look, man, every sign points towards. Dallas finally gets over the hump over Tom Brady. They've never beaten Tom before, right? Yeah, it's on the road, but the Bucks have looked like garbage the second half of the year. They should win that one. Yeah. I'm guessing I speak for all Cowboys fans. I got about uh, – I'm hovering around 0% confidence that they're going to go out to Tampa and win that one, especially with the way that Dallas played the final week of the regular season at the Commanders. Their offense looked bad. The wide receivers couldn't get any separation. I don't know. I'm just setting myself up for disappointment here to Tom Brady once again. I feel like um, I feel like the Cowboys fans are kind of like OU men's hoops fans whenever we go on the road to Kansas. I. We will ourselves to uh, defeat. All right, by knowing- They're up 10 <laughs> with five minutes left. Awesome. Let's see how they blow this one this time. Exactly. Exactly. That's all I got. Uh, robot umps. 
Anyone oh, like that idea? That. Sources are saying that all AAA parks are going to use the electronic strike zone in 2023. Now, I believe, and if, and if it's happening in AAA, it's coming to a major league ballpark near you very soon, I'm sure. Right. I, I believe that umpires will still be present behind the plate, but each team is allowed three challenges per game, and teams will retain challenges when they are proved correct by the robo-umps, balls and strikes. I oh, hate- well, hang on a second. You're telling me that the live ump is going to call balls and strikes until someone challenges it and then they go to the robot? I think that's exactly what's going to happen next year. What? In Just kill the extra step. It's already there. Don't have the robot there. already knows. Like, why do we even – why entertain and slow the game down to well, review a ball and a strike? And, and that's exactly – like I immediately hate this for a few reasons, but, okay, we're just going to do something else that slows down the game? That's what we're going to yeah. do? N- not a good idea. It's so dumb. There's no reason. Just let the robot call it or don't let the robot call it. It's one or the other. God, why do they screw these things up, Tyler? It's so easy. Is there? Well, I guess the NFL does it quite a bit, but is there any other sport right now that changes the uh, the rules on a year in year out basis than more than baseball? Well, they the try to get a feel that, of what everyone wants, and yeah, yeah. What baseball does that is inexcusable is change the ball you play with. Over and over and over. They change it throughout the season. It should be the exact same ball every single game, playoff, regular season, all-star game, uh, big leagues, college, all the way down. Whenever you're using that ball, it should be the exact same ball. I agree. And it should never change. Yeah. That Uh, is so stupid. uh, When's the Big 12 schedule going to be released? We get that text about, eh. Eight to ten times per day on the show. Well, guys, the UCF AD said earlier today that it's going to be released on Tuesday. You believe him? I don't know. I feel like, did I see something where he came back and maybe changed that? <laughs> no, did, did, no I, I don't know. I haven't checked in on that one, but it's pretty awesome well, if he's saying, well, I, what I really meant was. Well, honestly, though, what, what could be, what, what do you think the holdup is? If there is a holdup, I, maybe I, I just actually, I actually liked your theory that you know they're just waiting until the attention was you know at its highest, and then they release the schedule because that's kind of their they want to be hip now is what the Big Twelve saying. Yeah. But now that the the title game's over, I have I have no I, I I don't know why they'd be waiting so long. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know either. Um, I, I'm guessing it's just uh, to have a little bit of a spotlight, perhaps because. Like, I know that they've got – they already have to have where all the teams are playing. Like, that's already has to have been lined out, right? Um, because there's some stuff that's leaking out about who's playing who and where they're going to be and, and all of those things. So I think all of that has been decided. Like, the only thing that – it just has to be attention. I can't, I can't imagine that they're still negotiating anything. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, By the way, I did see a short list for the next Bama defensive coordinator. Two of the names that I saw, uh, one was Jim Leonard, defensive coordinator at Wisconsin. That makes a whole lot of sense. The other name, former Alabama assistant, former Tennessee head coach, Jeremy Pruitt. He's on the (laughs) – yeah. Come on back. Yeah. Come on back. I'll tell you about the Jim Leonard thing now. 
you know, I had a friend there. He was the defensive line coach last year whenever that, that group got fired. And he, he told me that Leonard was so upset at the treating of that situation and how that was handled that he may never coach again. And at least at this point, and this was, you know, this was in December, he was dead set on not coaching at least as long as Wisconsin has to pay him. He doesn't want to let them out of paying him. Hmm. Well, <laughs> so that is until know. Nick says, uh, hey, you want right. to come down here for 1.8? All right, BRDC, uh, okay. all right. Yeah, let's try that out. That, I, just, I thought that that was, uh, that was a funny little, funny little story anyways. Um, all right. Quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up hour number two here from Norris Marine. Stay Make tuned. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. Go big and drive home. Save on the new 2020. 2020- the Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Yeah, you're right, by the way. I went back and looked. And the AD at UCF backtracked a little bit. Okay, not so fast. Schedule release date coming soon. Still finalizing <laughs> some moving parts after he hinted it Tuesday uh, earlier today, which is good. Um, I love I'll, that. I'll, I'll give a hat tip to Kendall for sharing this one on Twitter. He said, How did this not make what caught your eye? The Dallas Zoo tweeted out today. How about this? We have an ongoing situation at the zoo right now with the code blue. That is a non-dangerous animal that is out of its habitat. One of our clouded leopards was not in its habitat when the team arrived this morning and is, un- and is unaccounted for at this time. It was 10.21 a.m. A leopard is a non-dangerous animal? Oh, yeah, they're not very dangerous. Since they only, when? Uh, yeah, they only kill uh, you know hundreds of people in India every year. Drag them out of... Now, I don't know what a clouded leopard is. Maybe that's a smaller version but it's a part of the leopard family. Yeah, it's extremely dangerous. And this dude is out like, you know, um, you have you ever seen Dazed and Confused? Oh, Remember the on, last of day of school when everyone's running out of school, throwing papers and chasing people around with paddles? That's what this leopard's up to right now. <laughs> School's I, out for I, I summer, didn't read baby. the rest of the tweets to see if they've contained the clouded leopard or not, but that was a chore if they did. Good luck. Well, Ugh. hopefully it doesn't end poorly for people or the leopard. All right, quick timeout. We've got the final hour coming up next here from Norris Marine. Remember, great deals going on for the New Year's sales event throughout the weekend. We'll be back. Fourteen hundred AM KREF Norman Moore Oklahoma City and ninety nine point three FM K twenty five seven DA the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six function multi pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level.